Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, this is Orville Iverson to welcome you to this half hour of inspiration. You'll hear the music of the King's Heroes, Del Delker and Brad Braley. The Voice of Prophecy speaker is H.M.S. Richards. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee today for Thy mercies to this world. 
We thank Thee for Jesus, Thy Son, who came as man and lived among us, the Son of the living God. We pray, O Lord, that Thou wilt help us today to accept Him and His work and His word for us. Bless, we pray, this day all who listen, and we ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God, a place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God. Hold us who wait before thee, near to the heart of God. it fell upon a night in the winter weather angels bright in starry height began to sing together shepherds sleeping on the plain Woke to see the glory, all amazed they stood and gazed and heard the angels' story. Unto you a child is born in a manger lowly. Humble he yet born to be the king of love most holy. In a manger now he lies, ox and ass before him. All the world at last shall come to worship and adore. Oh, 
And now, Del Delker and the King's Heralds. Here now is H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister, with a special message for this season. His subject, We Beheld His Glory. Those are the words of the Apostle John, We Beheld His Glory. Let us read the entire passage now as recorded in John 1.14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When the Apostle John sat down to write those words, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he had seen. He was an eyewitness. And he declared that the Holy Word was with God in the beginning, and that all things were made by him, and that the Word was God. Then he made this astounding statement, The Word was made flesh. The Word became a human being. God became man, and we beheld His glory. We saw it full of grace and truth. That was the glory of Christ, the glory of Sinai, and the glory of Calvary. God's truth on the mountain of the law, God's love on Calvary's cross. It was all in Jesus. He revealed it, and uh, this day... 
recognized around the world and memorialized as the day of his birth, reminds us of these wonderful things. Now the average person takes for granted that Christ was born on the 25th of December. Of course, careful students are quite sure that he was not born on that day. They are not agreed as to just when he was born. Some favor a springtime birthday, some an autumn birthday, possibly more the latter than the former. We even find some people so taken up with their arguments against the birth of Christ on December 25 that they seem to have forgotten that he was born at all. I've read long articles and longer pamphlets giving proof upon proof against the December 25 birthday date, and their arguments do seem to be quite sound. Although we do not know the exact date of his birth, we do know that he had a birthday, that he was born. And that was the biggest news that the world had ever heard. Christ was born. He came. He fulfilled the prophecies that pointed forward to his birth. For hundreds and hundreds of years, yes, for thousands of years, men had wanted to know what God was like. Now they could know. For the apostle tells us that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. 2 Corinthians 5.19 there are many people today who celebrate the 25th of December, yet show no honor for Christ himself. There are few who acknowledge him as their Savior, who honor him by willing obedience to his service. They show preference to the day, but none to the one for whom the day is celebrated, Jesus Christ. Its observance has become customary and popular, but yet there is no certainty that we are keeping the veritable day of our Savior's birth. History gives us no certain assurance of this, and the Bible does not give us the precise time. Had the Lord deemed this knowledge essential to our salvation, he would have spoken through his prophets and apostles that we might all know about the matter. But the silence of the scriptures upon this point evidences to us that it is hidden from us for the wisest purposes. As Christmas comes each year, we find on the one hand some who put modern advertising into high gear to make Christmas a real commercial explosion. On the other hand, Christians rise up and declare that the day is becoming paganized, and they urge everyone to put Christ back into Christmas. We hear a lot about what is wrong with Christmas, but let's consider for just a few minutes what's right about it. I do not mean, of course, the date, the 25th of December, but the wonderful truth of Christ's birth into this world. For one thing, nothing greater or more wonderful could ever have happened to this world of ours. Think of it. The very same angels who in the beginning sang creation's story now proclaim Messiah's birth. Let us read the beautiful story just as it was written by the hand of one of the world's most able writers, Dr. Luke. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. 
and this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to men. All the history of the world from the creation, clear up to the night of Christ's birth, and everything that has followed since, grows out of this. He was born to Mary, the virgin, and God was his father. At his incarnation, Christ became what he was not before. He took upon himself a human bodily form and accepted the limitations of human bodily life. Thus, deity was wedded to humanity in one person as he became the one and only God-man. This is basic to our faith. The vicarious atoning death of Christ on the cross was the inevitable outgrowth of this primary provision. God gave Jesus to us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He is ours forever. In taking our nature, the Savior has bound himself to humanity by a tie that is never to be broken. For the first time, men could actually know what God was like. On a hillside in the mountains of New Guinea, I once spoke to a clan of Wabag warriors who had never heard the name of Christ. They had never heard the story of his birth. With their weapons in their hands, they listened as I pointed to the mountains, the clouds, the sun, and said, These are not your God. Your God made them. Then I explained how he was afraid that we would not understand him by looking at these things which he had made. So he came himself. He was born as a babe and grew up among us. And we beheld his glory. We saw his purity, his love, and his power, and his grace, and his truth. I told of his death for those who hated him, for all sinners. In other words, for us. I shall never forget the tears that made furrows through the war paint on their faces. Yes, this is the greatest story ever told. How that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Just as the endless process of birth is the perpetual answer of life to the fact of death, so the birth of Christ, his life, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension are God's answer to all our sorrows, sins, sufferings, and disappointments. God's greatest gift to man was his son, his child. A prosperous businessman once asked Lee Mitchell Hodges, Do you know what I'm going to give my boy for Christmas? Expecting to be some costly present, Hodges was surprised when the man handed him a paper in which was written, To my dear son, I give you one hour of each weekday and two hours of my Sabbath to be used as you wish, your father. A greatest gift that any man can give, yet a gift that every father owes his son is something of himself, some of his time, some of his life. Consider what God has given us. Notice now several important things about the birth of our Savior. First, Jesus was born that holy thing. It was the angel Gabriel who came to announce his birth and said to the virgin mother, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. His birth was supernatural, miraculous. Second, Jesus was born the Son of God. Third, he was born Emmanuel, which means God with us. Fourth, Jesus was born king. When the wise men came from the east, bringing their precious gifts, 
they inquired, Where is he that is born king? And they were told that the prophet said that he was to be born in Bethlehem. Micah 5, 2. This one who was born king had existed from all eternity, from everlasting, as the prophet said. Yet now he was born as a human being to be the king of Israel. 5. He was born to be a savior. Unto you is born this day a savior. 6. He was born the Christ, the Messiah, a Savior which is Christ. 7. Jesus was born the Lord. Unto you was born a Savior which is Christ the Lord. He was born of the Holy Ghost without sin. He was born the Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us. He was born King. He was born a Savior. He was born the Messiah of the Old Testament, the Christ of God. He was born the Lord, the only begotten Son of God. This word of God, this babe of Bethlehem, this man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, this risen Lord, this coming King is your Savior if you will have him. This is all true and gloriously true. But is he your Savior, your Christ, your King, your Lord? Does he dwell with you? By his Holy Spirit does he find a lodging in your heart today? There was no room for him in the inn of old, but someone found a place for him, probably the best they had and all they had so that he could be cradled in a manger. Open the door of your heart to him now, and remember, though Christ a thousand times in Bethlehem be born, if he's not born in thee, thy soul is still forlorn. This could be the greatest day of the year, the greatest day of your life, if you would only open the door to him today and now.
And now, once again, Pastor Richards. Radio friends everywhere, just this final word for this year. We do appreciate the fact that you've listened to us during the year. And we want to thank you for that. And we also want to say a big, big thank you for the thousands of messages that have come to us for the season's greetings. We wish we could answer everyone personally. You'll understand, of course. May God bless you all with a happy new year. And now remember the year that is coming will be a crucial one in the history of the world and the history of God's truth. We hope you'll listen to every broadcast and remember us in your prayers as the broadcasts are brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy every week right through this coming year. God be with you all. Have faith in God, this world is not forlorn. Have faith in God, for that bright angel morn. Have faith in God and Christ the virgin born. Have faith, dear friend, in God. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.